0: Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. So, I am really excited because today is the last day of our message series that we have been going uh, through the last couple of weeks called Dashboard dashboard, indicators for a healthy life. And the whole concept is that uh, in a car, you have a dashboard right behind your steering wheel. and has a bunch of indicator lights that if you pay attention to them, they tell you what's going on with your car, lets you know if it's, if it's functioning properly, if it's running smoothly. And, and we would love for that same thing to happen in our lives. And the good news is, is that the Bible has a series of indicators that we're calling our spiritual dashboard, that if we pay attention to what the Bible teaches about about life and how it should be lived and how God created and designed our lives to be lived, then we actually have a way to know whether or not we're healthy and we can make adjustments according to what God teaches in Scripture about how we can live a healthy and purposeful, fulfilling life. And I believe that. I believe that Scripture teaches that God wants us to enjoy our lives, that He wants us to have good, fulfilling, purposeful lives. And so that's what we have been doing. So last week, we we talked about one of the more important indicators, and that's the fuel gauge the fuel gauge and we discovered last week that when we live by the teachings of Jesus that we will find rest for our souls and that we can be continually filled up even in the middle of crisis even in the middle of storms even in the middle of the crazy things that happen in our lives and the big idea of last week was this it was to fill up on Jesus excuse me fill up on Jesus to have energy for everything else And that's what we talked about last week. Well, this week, we're going to wrap up our series by talking about one more important indicator on our spiritual dashboard, and that is the speedometer. The speedometer. So when you look in your car and you're driving on a highway or maybe you're on a back road or a city road, the speedometer tells you how fast you're going, right? It tells you a speed, whether you're going 90 miles an hour or it tells you whether you're going two miles an hour. But the thing is, is that the speedometer and the concept of speed is really only relevant to us if we understand the context that we're driving in, right? It's determined upon the road that you're on. How do you know if you're driving too fast? How do I know if I'm driving too slow? Because I could be driving one speed on a highway, which could be slow, but then if I'm driving on a, on a windy country road, that same speed could be too fast. you understand? So the speedometer by itself doesn't tell us the context, it just kind of gives us an indicator of the speed that we're traveling at. And the question that we want to know is, how do I know if I'm going too fast or too slow? And so we are given speed limit signs, right, on the highways. We're given uh, warning signs. And so when I was driving in Ireland, many of you guys know that we, my wife and I just came back from a trip for, to celebrate our anniversary. And it was very interesting driving in Ireland because the roads are different. First of all, one thing is you're driving on the left side of the road. If anyone has ever driven in another country, it's strange. It takes a lot of getting used to. But even more than driving on the left side of the road, I had to get used to new speed limit signs. And and it's not just the signs looked different. It was that everywhere you go, the numbers are different than what we're used to. And so what do I mean by that? So when we would be driving around most of Ireland, a lot of it was winding sort of country roads that only had two lanes, one on each side. And oftentimes, I would feel like I'm driving really fast But I was actually not going that fast. And what do I mean by that? Well, it's because of the difference between miles per hour and kilometers per hour. So oftentimes I will be driving and I would feel like uh, on a country road, I'm looking at my speedometer and it says 80. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm going way too fast on this road. But in reality miles per hour was only about 40. So going 80 miles. But then conversely, the same was true. We would get on the M5 or the M2, which is one of the major highways between like Dublin and Belfast. And you're driving along and it says, I'm like, well, I'm going pretty fast. I'm going 80. No, but the speed limit said 120. I'm thinking 120. But in reality, that's only about 60, 70 miles an hour. You know, so... So I had to get used to it. The context of the speed limit signs compa- com- coupled with the speedometer is what helped me understand how I was driving. But Once I started to really understand you know, the, the, the actual context of where I was at and the speed signs and what they meant, I was actually able to really enjoy the ride. I fully enjoyed it. I was able to take in the scenery. And I think that's important for us to understand even in our own lives. It's very important for us to understand the context that we are living in so that we know whether we're going too fast or too slow in our lives. How many, of you have seen, how many of you have seen this sign, the speed limit sign up here? I think almost everybody has seen this one, right? This sign, it's pretty simple. It tells you you are on an open road and you're free to move quickly. But what about this sign? Have any of you ever seen a sign like this? Yeah, this one is more like mountain roads or in country roads that are winding. And it tells you, hey, there are curves coming. Be careful. You need to slow down. This is only a recommended speed. Well, how many of you have ever seen a sign like this? None of us, probably, unless you've been over... That's what I had to look at all the time. And I'm just like, I don't know what that's telling me. Is that a suggestion? Is that a minimum? It was hard to know. But this is what some of those roads looked like. Here's, here's the thing that would happen to me, is not only were there highways, not only were there small roads... Oftentimes, and we see this in country roads particularly, is that you'll be going a speed that's pretty fast, but then all of a sudden the speed limit would dramatically change because there would be uh, unexpected sharp turns that would come along or you'd be moving into congested areas, right? And so I'm thankful for signs that tell us how we should be going. And I think that in our lives it's the same way. Sometimes we have a wide open highway where we should put the pedal to the metal and it is time to drive and you want to get a lot done. But there are other times in our lives where, where what's coming ahead of you are sharp turns, congested areas where you better be slowing down. It would be wise of you to slow down and make sure that you take every turn with care. There are times also in life where we, where, where we would miss the scenery if we don't slow down enough to pay attention to what is going on. And I just And as I think about this series as I think about dashboard, as I think about God's word and what God wants for us as we see throughout scripture, I feel like this is, this is us. I feel like so many times, if we're honest with ourselves, we would say, I feel like I'm driving a mile a minute. I feel like if I were to be honest, that my day, my week, I feel like everything that I have going on, I feel like I'm driving so fast, but I don't feel like I'm on a highway. I feel like I'm driving that fast while I'm on a country road that has winding turns all over the place. And every time I feel like I'm I'm coming around a turn and then I'm barely holding onto the road. Some of you feel that way. Some of you are feeling like, though maybe some of you are on the opposite, where you're like, is my life ever going to get started? Am I ever going to get going? And, and, and you're waiting for God to do something. You're waiting for the opportunities to come, and you're not putting the gas down. You've got a wide open road in front of you, and you're waiting for something, and you're not doing it. How do you know if we're going too fast or too slow? But what I want to do today to finish our series is I wanted to look at a few passages of Scripture if you know anything by me about me by now is that I take everything that I preach on right out of God's word. I believe that it is that it is the manual to live by. And we talked about that last week, right? Learn the ways of Jesus and we will find the rest for our souls. But part of learning how to live this life is by reading God's word and understanding the indicators, right? So that we can know what the spiritual dashboard is telling us. So that's what I'm going to do today. We're going to read through a few passages of scripture and there are three principles that I can pull out of it that I think are going to help us know how to control the pace of our life. Because how many of you in the room today, you don't have to raise your hands if you don't want to. How many of you need to control the pace of your life better? I mean, I know that oftentimes it happens to me. I get too busy and I get wrapped up in things I have no business being a part of. Or sometimes my life doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. I'm not getting the traction and I need to be moving faster. I believe that God's word will teach us how to do that. So here's what we're going to do. If you have a Bible, open it up to Joshua chapter 24 that's in the old testament it's about a guy named Joshua if you don't have a bible we have free ones for you in the lobby or right up here in the front free bibles we would love for you do not leave today without a bible okay they're free you can get it at the connection center or right down here at the front okay so Joshua 24 the chapter 24 Joshua was a man who followed Moses around Okay, he grew up. He was a kid. He was one of the spies who was sent in to actually look into the Promised Land when when God was leading the Israelites to the river, to the Jordan River, to say, "This is the land that I'm gonna I'm going to uh, to give to you." And Joshua was one of the ones who went in to look and scout out the land to tell them what they were expecting when they went in. Joshua had bravery. Joshua was a man after God's heart. Who 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 was the only one, actually, one of the only guys who came back and said, this land is what God has given us. Let's go. And so we're going to pick up the story of Joshua here in chapter 24. And I want to I see our first priority, our first, uh, our first principle today about how to control the pace of life. Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15. So he's talking to the people of Israel. He says, so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols that your ancestors worshiped when they lived before the, beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods that your ancestors served before the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? And he says this, but as for me and for my family, we will serve the Lord. So what Joshua was doing here was he was giving the people a choice. And I believe that what God is saying to us today, when we want to learn how to control the pace of our lives, the first principle is this, is that we have to establish priorities for living. We have to establish priorities for living. What does that mean? Jared, what, what are you talking about? I was actually having conversations recently uh, with, a, with a few friends of mine, some leaders in our church, and just talking to them about what's going on in their ministries. But also I try to talk about what's going on in life because I care about them and want to know what's happening. We were talking about how, how you can get so busy how you can feel tired so easily because you have so many things. You have a full-time job and you work at the church and you have family obligations and, and all sorts of things that are happening, right? And you want to hang out with your friends and you, you need to take care of your business, but you also want to enjoy your life. And the things that we've been learning at church, we want to make sure that we're taking time to rest and find the rest and, and all these things. And I started talking uh, to this individual and we were just talking back and forth. And I said, you know what? I think what my wife Heather and I have discovered is that you have to set priorities in your life. You have to say, what are the things that are most important? What are the values in my life? Now, I believe that the values that I live by have to come from, from God's word. I believe with all my heart that, that if, I, if I understand how God created life to be lived, how he designed it, the principles to live by, that it, that it tells me what my priorities should be. So an example of this is my wife and I feel like one of the values that we live by is generosity. We try very hard. And there are times where we feel busy. There are times when we feel tired, times when we would rather just hang out at home and do nothing, or times when we just got some money for something and we would love to use it for something. And then some need presents itself, whether it be a friend who calls and says, hey, do you guys want to hang out? Or, um, or my kids need something, or maybe there's a need that I can meet financially. And then our first kind of fleshly response is, oh, I don't know, I'm tired. I'd rather just not, right? How many of you ever felt that way? Just me, okay. So, so, but then one of us will remind each other, we always talk about wanting to be generous people. So let's do that. You can't err. Let's err on the side of doing too much of what God wants us to do rather than the opposite, right? And then, so we do. We, we give of our time. We give of our energy. We give of our resources, and what happens is, is we're fueled and filled up that way because that's how God's economy works. That's how God's gas station works. You give based on his principles and he will refill, he will refuel. So that, that same principle applies in the concept of, of, of establishing priorities in your life. The things that are most important to you. How do you know if you're going too fast or too slow in your life? If you feel like you're too busy, then you need to first sit there and identify the most important the priorities. What are the things that are most important to you? The values that you live by, and then you have to make your decisions based off of those. Joshua was saying, choose today whether or not you're going to serve the Lord or some other God. He said, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He was setting the standard for his wife and for his kids that you guys can do whatever the heck you want. And you will reap the consequences or the benefits of whatever your choices are, but I'm choosing to stick with God. And I think that that's important for us, for all of us. In order for us to learn how to control the pace of our life, we have to understand the priorities that we live by. If you have no priorities, you will say yes to everything and say no to all the wrong things. And that's what happens. But when you have priorities, when you say that that my relationship with with God is, is a priority... When I say that my relationship with my wife and my kids is my priority. When I say that my relationship to be generous is priority. You know, when I say that I'm going to build relationships with my family, my friends, and my community, that's my priority. Well, now I make decisions about how I spend my time. And when an opportunity comes up in a particularly busy season to do something that doesn't meet one of my main priorities in life, then I can say no to those things because I know it helps me control the pace. Because what happens is is that if I say yes to everything, now I'm pushing the gas farther and farther down until now I'm going faster than the road the context of life allows me to. Does that make sense? We have to set priorities for living. Let's read another passage of Scripture. If you guys would turn with me to Genesis. It's the first book of the Bible. This is the creation account, the story of, of where God's uh, people have come from, where all humanity came from. Uh, you know, now whether or not you believe in a, in a literal uh, creation story, you believe it's an allegory, that's not the point. Right here, the point is, is let's see what the principle applied here in Genesis chapter two, verse one through three. Let's read this together. It says, so the creation of the heavens... And of the earth, and everything in them was completed. So we just read the story, right, in Genesis, where God, where the Bible says that on the first day these things happened, on the second day, and there were six days of creation. Account, okay? And and then and it says here on the seventh day, in verse two, God had finished His work of creation, so He rested from all His work. And God blessed the seventh day, and He declared it holy because it was the day when He rested. From all his work of creation. Now the second principle that I believe that we need to apply if we want to take control of the pace of our life, the first was to establish priorities for living. The second that we see is we have to respect the rhythms of life. I mean, what we just see right there is that God worked for six days to create everything that we see. But then it was very clear that on the seventh day, he rested. And it wasn't just like, "Well, I'm going to take a break. you guys can do whatever you want." He actually said that he made it holy. He blessed it. He declared that day holy because it was the day that he rested from all of his work. And then later on in scripture, we actually see that God commands his people to take a Sabbath, to take a rest. What, what, what is the point here? Respect the rhythms of life. Oftentimes we find ourselves railing against the natural season that we find ourselves in. Some of us have small children. I, I, we have a, a church full of, of babies and, and pre-K, like toddlers, and it's beautiful to see the life. And then I see some of the parents of these kids frustrated at times because they feel like this season is particularly difficult. And it, and it is. I've lived it. I have a 14-year-old and I have a 10-year-old, and I remember those days of what it was like to, to feel like you're hindered in ways that you can't, uh, you can't go to the places you want to go or sometimes the things you want to do get interrupted easier, Right? Because of your kids need naps or they're hungry or you don't have a change of clothes and there's an accident. It's all sorts of things that happen. And I don't know that would happen to me when I was in that time is oftentimes I would get frustrated and I wouldn't respect the rhythms of that particular season of life. Some of you are past that season and you're frustrated that you can't do the things that you used to do anymore or Maybe you're at the, maybe we're in the closer to the tail end of your life and you're feeling frustrated that you didn't get to do some of the things that you wanted to do or you feel bored and you're not enjoying the time that you have. My mom and dad are, are uh, approaching retirement age and they're talking about the things that they've wanted to do and I, I want to be like my mom and dad because I feel like they respect the rhythms of life. They know that they don't have children anymore in the house, and they know that they don't have those, so they're enjoying the time that they have. Just this past week, actually, I heard, uh, I read something, I think, on Facebook where someone was saying that as a grandparent, I think the biggest difference with children is that you listen more and that you have the time to listen more. As a parent of a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old, so many times I feel like I'm running everywhere, right? Right? And, and But as a grandparent, you have more time to just sit and not have to worry about all the other things. So in their season of life, you get to take more time to do something you didn't do earlier. But it doesn't make one right or wrong. In the early stages of life, it's about building a career. It's about giving yourself opportunities, right? It's about doing things and working. And as a parent, it's about providing and taking care of and, and, and nurturing But later in life, it's really more about reflection. It's more about about, uh, respecting and and, and taking in. And I think it's important for us to recognize and take cues from God's word that says to rest, to respect the time that God has given us, to respect the, the different stages, to not look so far ahead that you miss what's going on in your life right now. I'd like to read another passage of scripture that has to do with this same topic. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes is a really interesting book. It was written by Solomon, who is David's son. is considered to be the wisest man who ever lived. He wrote Proverbs, and he also wrote Ecclesiastes. And he's talking about what is the point of life. And I, I like this right here. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. And I want to read it in the context of respecting the rhythms of life. This is what it says in verse 1. For everything, there is a season a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. There's a time to plant and a time to harvest. There's a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up. There's a time to cry and a time to laugh. There's a time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. There's a time to embrace and there's a time to turn away. There's a time to search and a time to quit searching. There's a time to keep and then there's a time to throw away. There's a time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. And then he kind of wraps this up in verse 9. He says, what do you really get? What do people really get for all their hard work? I have seen the burden that God has placed on us all and yet God has made everything beautiful In its own time. I want, I want to repeat that. Everything that we just read, all of those things. The time for this, a time for that, right? And a rhythm, respecting the rhythm of the life, the natural rhythms of life that we find ourselves in. Yet God has made everything beautiful, for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. If we want to understand the pace of life. If we want to look at our spiritual dashboard and know whether we're going too fast or going too slow, part of the process is understanding the context we live in. And if you're a parent of young kids, you know what? Soak all of it up. If you're a student in school and you're frustrated with your exams and you feel like you don't have enough time, soak it all up. Because the time that you have now, God has made it a beautiful gift for you. If you're at the tail end of your life and you're feeling, looking at what it is, you don't feel as useful as you used to, listen to what God is saying to you now about your life, about where you are, about what he wants to show you and reveal to you. He wants you to enjoy the time that he's given you now because it is a gift. Every season of life, the natural rhythms of life, we have to respect them. If we rail against the natural season that we find ourselves in and the rhythms of our days, of our context uniquely, we rail against it, we will never be happy. We will always feel like we are riding on the bumpy shoulder. We are never going to be cruising at the speed that God has created this particular season for. We have to respect the rhythms of life. So we have to establish priorities so that we know where we're supposed to be driving, knowing what turns to take. We have to respect the rhythms of life. And lastly, let's read this in Psalm 4610. It's a very famous verse. It says, be still and know that I am God. But also Psalm 23, the first three verses of this, I love it. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And he lets me rest in green meadows and he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength and he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. What's the third principle here today? For us to take control of the pace of our life. Number three is we have to take time to slow down. As I was talking about earlier in my trip, sometimes we're on the highway. You're going fast, you just put the cruise control on. You know know those times of life where things seem to be clicking really well. You don't have a ton of things going on. Things are going pretty good. And that's the time to open it up, put the windows down, let the wind blow in your hair. You know, that's, that's good. And we had those times. But there were other times where we were driving, and I had to be very careful about the road because it was bumpy, and there were a lot of hedges, and so we had to turn sharply, and there were cars coming at the same time. There were, sometimes there was only one lane, and we both shared the road, and oftentimes we were kind of weaving in and out of the, of the, the shoulders, you know. There were times where we'd be going, you know, 80 kilometers per hour, and then, and then all of a sudden the sign would say drop to 30 because there's, you're about to enter a town, and there's just all of these things. Right? And sometimes our lives are like that. It doesn't make any sense for us to drive so fast when you have so much that's going on. But one of the things was that if I would have just paid attention to the road and I was just going fast, I didn't look out the window, I didn't slow down, I would have missed incredible scenery. Incredible scenery. There were a lot of times where Heather and I just stopped on the side of the road. We, would, we were driving somewhere and we just, did, oh my gosh, and we pulled to the side and turned the car off and got out and walked over. I think we need to do that in life. Psalm 23 says he leads us to green meadows. He lets us rest next to rivers and streams if any of you have ever taken a nature walk or to places, some of the beautiful places in our country or in other nations or other places or go to the beach, you know, in the, in the Caribbean or Mexico or anywhere. I mean, if you've gone even just to Raccoon Creek or Moraine or anywhere and you get out there away from the busyness, away from the roads and you slow down and you just kind of quiet yourself and you hear it's beautiful, right? It's rest. And that's what he's saying. I mean, imagine for a second that David instead was saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need He lets me rest in Raccoon Creek State Park. You know, imagine he says he leads me beside the the Nile River in Egypt. I mean, whatever. It's like he's created incredible vistas for us. He's given you babies. He's given you children. He's given you a good job. He's given you friends. He's given you a great neighborhood. He's given you an awesome city with an incredible skyline and a great football team, right? Like he's given us all of these things, but we miss all of it we don't pay attention to any of it if we're if we're so distracted by the rhythms of what's going on in our natural life we forget to slow down to look at what ha- what's happening the beauty of just friends coming over into the backyard and having a bonfire after a crazy day you know like these are the things that i believe that god is telling us in his word he's saying slow down there is a time to go fast there is a time and for some of you you need to put the pedal to the metal some of you are being lazy in life some of you are, are, are so worried about what is supposed to be coming and you're just looking for the thing rather than going down the road and putting the energy and working hard at work. Some of you have jobs where you're, you're just not giving it the effort that it needs to be. And, and God is saying in his word, no, I want you to give everything to what I have for you right now. Go faster. For some of you, though, he's saying you're going too fast. You need to prioritize your life. You need to say no to a few things because there are curves ahead. There is some congestion in your life right now. Just take a break. You don't have to drive so fast. You'll still get there. And for almost all of us, we need to just roll the window down, slow down a little bit and enjoy the scenery, whether we're in a busy space or whether we're out on a highway. I'll tell you what, Heather and I had our eyes wide open while we were driving through Ireland. It didn't matter if it was in a city or if it was on a highway or on a country road, there was incredible sights to see. And you know, and I try to live my life this way. Every time I come out of the Fort Pitt Bridge and I come across the Fort Pitt, you know, out of the tunnel and come across the bridge and I see the skyline, I don't ever want to lose that sense of, oh, I love it here. You know what I mean? When I drive on the turnpike and I'm driving up through Somerset County in the mountains and I look over and you see the rolling hills, it's beautiful and I'm moved by that. When I drive to my mom and dad's house up to Warren, Pennsylvania, and I'm driving through some of the the hedges, sort of the the tree grove kind of roads, up through Cook's Forest. It's gorgeous. You see the river. And I don't ever want to get to a place where I stop being moved by the beauty of God's creation. And equally, I don't ever want to be, I don't ever want to miss the moment of my son smiling when he looks over from the bench at a baseball game and how he's happy about he's playing baseball. You know what I mean? I don't ever want to take for granted the fact that I have this wonderful job where I get to sit here every Sunday and look at every one of you and be so thankful that I get to do this because there's going to come a day when this is not going to be mine anymore or my thing to do if that is. You know what I mean? And all of us, whatever that context is for you in your personal life, whatever it is for you, do you need to speed up? Is God saying to you, push. Like, like I have more for you, but you'll never get there if you don't ever apply yourself with what I've given you now. Or is for some of you, you are doing too much. Slow down. Prioritize your life. Respect the rhythms of what I have for you now. The context of your life happens to be bendy. It happens to be windy. Don't be angry that you're not on the highway right now because there are some incredible things for you now on the windy road. And for all of us, just, let's just slow down enough to take a look at what's going, going on around us. We have to establish the priorities for living. Respect the rhythms of life and take time to slow down. What am I saying? What is the big idea? How does this all come together? If you're taking notes, write this down. I believe this is what God's word says. Adjust your pace to the road that you're on and enjoy the ride. Adjust your pace, your unique pace, to the road that you are on. If you see a friend of yours going on the highway, but you're not on the highway, don't try to drive 80 with them. Likewise, It doesn't do any good to drive slow on a highway. Some of you are busy and you're frustrated that your friends get to watch hockey games all the time and you're busy at work. But you are toiling for something that's going to give you benefit in the end. Respect the season that you are in. Apply yourself, apply your pace, respect the road that you're on, and then enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. So I want to finish with the scripture, Ecclesiastes 3. We read all of what he was saying And now I think he caps it, and I love this, in in verse 12 and 13. He says, So I have concluded that there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. It doesn't sound like what you hear from people who think about Christians a lot, does it? I love it. It's all in the Bible. And people should eat, yes please, and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor. Do you hear that? Enjoy the fruits of your labor. For these are gifts from God. I want to read that again adjust your pace to the road you're on and enjoy the ride. I have concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor for these are gifts from God. The speedometer of our lives, how fast, how slow, it's all dependent upon the context that God has put us in at this moment. Adjust your pace to the road you're on and enjoy the ride. Would you guys stand with me? There are three things that I want to I I focus our prayer time around here. Would you close your eyes and pray with me? The first is this. I want to ask God for wisdom in setting priorities. I believe that it's important for us. We talked about that. So for some of you, this hit home with you. You say, you know, I do. I need to, I need to clarify the priorities of my life. What are the things that are most important? So let's ask God together for wisdom in setting priorities. Also, I want to ask God for strength and for patience to respect the natural rhythms of life. You know, for some of us, we're frustrated where we are. We want to be somewhere else. We're frustrated with just the things, the difficult things. Some of them are very hard things that have to do with the season of life that you find yourself in. The road that you're walking is hard. It's bumpy right now. Let's ask God for strength and patience to respect the natural rhythms of the place that we are in. And finally, let's ask God for the discipline to slow down and to enjoy the ride, to rest and enjoy the ride that God has has given us. I don't want to get to the end of my life feeling like I rushed through it or that I, I missed so much. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that you care about us. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you have brought us a word to encourage us and to teach us that we don't have to live frantic, that we don't have to feel like our lives are slow-paced. God, I pray that you would help us, that you would ask us to have wisdom. You give us wisdom to set priorities. Show us the things that are most important to your heart. Make those things important to our hearts and help us to set them as priorities, as values in our lives, and to say no to things that need to be said no to, that don't fit into those priorities when we don't have the time. God, I pray for strength for every person in this room today, that you would give us strength and you give us all patience to respect the season of life that we are in, the rhythms of our days, the rhythm of this time, whether we are young or we're old, whether we are rich or we are poor, whether we live in the place we want to or not, whether we're single or married, whether we have parents or we have children or not, whatever our rhythms are, whatever our season is, wherever you have for us now, let us, let us have patience For the road that we're walking on. Keep us safe as we travel the curves, as we go over the hills when we can't see what's coming. Help us to trust you. Let us look for your indicators, for your warning signs, for your speed limit signs. Give us strength and patience as we, to help us respect those. And God, I ask for discipline for every one of us, that we would slow down no matter where we are, when there are opportunities to enjoy the life that you have given us, whether it be a dinner with our spouse or whether it be a baseball game with our kids or something, uh, something wonderful that's happening at work or just enjoying the space that we have of retirement or whatever it might be, the health that we've been given or even the thankfulness for the doctor who takes care of us when we're ill. God, would you help us to have the discipline to slow down and to open our eyes and to see that things are beautiful, that you have given us so many gifts everywhere. Help us to not take for granted those gifts. And the gift that we have today may be gone tomorrow. Let us savor them. I pray that you would help us to adjust the pace according to the road that we are on, that we would enjoy life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's uh, finish by responding with a chorus. Together, let's worship God. Let's tell him from our heart how we feel. We'll come back to close our service and our giving moment in just a moment. It is where well. services team would come forward. This is a moment where we want to worship, not just with our words, with our lives, with our giving. We believe that when we put God first in our finances, that that's aligning with his heart. We invest in what matters to him, that he blesses us, he takes care of us, he's faithful to us. Um, If you're new here, it's your first time, or you don't call Encounter Church your home, you're under absolutely no obligation. We're not really asking you for anything. This is for those who call Encounter Home to give and we thank you for it because everything we do here comes from from this giving there are a few easy ways for you to give right in front of your chair is an envelope where you can uh, go ahead and write your information it's tax deductible if you write your info on there Uh, if you have not brought a gift with you today most of our church gives online at encountergiving.com it's the easiest way to give you can even set it up recurring there so it comes out on a regular pace whatever you would like maybe that's something that helps you with your pace you don't have to worry about one less bill or one less thing there But let's pray, and the baskets will come around. Go ahead and drop your connection cards in the baskets. And if you're new today and you would like your free gift, bring your connection card to the Connection Center in the lobby. We would love to meet you. We want to begin a conversation with you, so take your connection card out there, but everybody else right in the baskets here. Let's pray, and uh, let's thank God for what he has done in our hearts today.